Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. The Apostle Paul is telling us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 in the early verses, that serving Christ is costly. It was costly for him. And Paul lists a number of the things that he endured for the sake of serving Christ. He could have had a life of ease. He could have just enjoyed the life of being a Jewish rabbi. He could have been a, a nominal Christian. At least that's what some people want to become. Paul couldn't do that. He didn't have... (laughs) There was something inside him that wouldn't let him do that, I'm sure. But in a sense, that's what he could have done, just been a nominal Christian and enjoyed the life of ease. There's some indication that his family was a family of some wealth and prominence. He could have enjoyed all of that. He could have enjoyed the luxuries of life. But instead, he threw himself into the gospel ministry with everything that he had. He gave it all to the Lord. He held back nothing. He was willing to face any hardship and to pay any price. And did he ever pay the price? Oh, my, did he ever pay the price. But the reason he's telling us these things in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 is because he wants us to know that we're called upon to do the same. The afflictions that Paul faced may not be, will not be exactly the same ones that I face or you face. But there are tribulations for every one of us, and we better get ready for them. We better be willing to bear them for the sake of Christ. It will be worth it all. When we see Jesus, let's settle that now, and understand these afflictions that come to those who serve the Lord. So we'll continue with the list on this Friday, January 20. As you have joined us, thank you for doing so. And as some of you have helped us financially, thank you for your help. We need that. But what does Paul say? 2 Corinthians 6, 4, In tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings. I've divided this list of nine things into three categories. Paul lists three general pressures. Paul lists three imposed hardships, that is, imposed by other people. 
And then Paul lists three self-imposed hardships, personal sacrifices and total commitment that he brought upon himself simply because he gave himself totally and completely to the Lord. Now, in the area of general pressures, he lists three things, tribulations, needs, and distresses. We dealt with the tribulations on the broadcast yesterday. Tribulations means afflictions, pressures. It's a general term. And there are all kinds of pressures that come upon those who are serving the Lord. There are some people who don't want you to serve the Lord. You know that, don't you? We have an adversary, the devil, who doesn't want us to serve the Lord. And he will stir up other people in opposition to our serving the Lord, some of whom will no doubt be Christians. Some of them will no doubt be family. Some of them will no doubt be those we thought who were our friends, but they're, for one reason or another, not happy about our serving the Lord, and they bring pressures upon us and sometimes even afflictions if they can. And afflictions is a broad word. It can mean all kinds of things. You may have the affliction of sickness. Are you willing to endure that for the cause of Christ? Don't take that attitude. I've seen so many people do it. They're busy in God's service, and then something happens to them. They get cancer, for example. I can speak of that one from personal experience, because I've had cancer twice, and I know what that's like. And, and sometimes when something like that happens, what you hear people saying is something like this. Why, Lord, are you allowing this to happen to me? I'm serving you. I'm trying to, to uh, advance the cause of Christ. Things like this shouldn't happen to me. Who said? You didn't get that out of the Bible. Poor little me. Why me? Where is that coming from? Why not you? These kinds of things are appointed to everyone who lives in a cursed world. Now, I may have, I will have different afflictions than you do, and you're going to have different afflictions from what I do. And one may have this illness, and illness is just one kind of affliction, but one may have this illness, and one, someone else may have something entirely different. But what makes you think that you should be spared? Well, I'm serving you. This shouldn't happen to me. I'm, I'm in God's service. I'm, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I should be spared these things. You didn't read that in the Bible. I remember hearing a pastor's wife a number of years ago now who was dealing with the disappointment of children who were not following the Lord. As they were getting older, they were getting rebellious and not following the Lord. And she was she talked to me in that way. Why is God allowing this to happen to me? This isn't fair. Why why my husband and I have served the Lord. We are we are laboring in a hard place and we have done this and we've done that for Christ and we've we've uh, made this choice and made that choice and and how come God is allowing this to happen to us? Dear friend, That's this is all part of it. This is the cost. Are you willing to pay the cost? Jesus said you must count the cost. And what that means is you need to recognize that the cost is high and be willing to pay it. And the cost is high not in terms of dollars, but in terms of hardships, afflictions, sacrifices, trials, 
tribulations, pressures, oppositions. That's the cost. And as we're willing to pay it and continue on with a trusting attitude, <coughs> Lord, I trust you through all of this. I'm serving you the best I can. I'll serve you in whatever way you want me to, like the marriage vows, in sickness or in health, in poverty or in wealth. I'm serving you in whatever circumstances you bring into my life. I'm yours. You have every right to do with me exactly as you please, and I will serve you the best I can. If you want me to be limited by health problems, then I'll serve you the best I can under those circumstances. Whatever it is, we can read of God's servants down through the ages who served the Lord in exactly that way, and they are the most powerfully used servants of Christ. Some of the ones who had the greatest afflictions, the greatest difficulties. Have you ever read a good biography of, for example, Charles Spurgeon? Now, most people know that Charles Spurgeon was one of the most fruitful preachers that has ever walked the face of the earth. He was amazing. God gave him gifts that are are so beyond my comprehension of anything that that I could do or have or have been able to do. But God gave those to him and yet he he didn't become proud about them. He utilized them humbly. He took the ministry that God gave to him. He preached and and crowds flocked. He took a pulpit, New Park Street pulpit in London, and it was just a short time until they had outgrown the building, a building that had been pretty well empty when he took it. And it was crowded with people. And they expanded that building, and it was just a short time until it was they'd outgrown it again. And so that brought about the building of the, the Metropolitan Tabernacle in London. That great building, which at the time was the largest church building in all the world. It's, it would seat, depending on who's doing the estimating and the counting, but it would seat somewhere between four and 6,000 people. And he ministered in that place, and that was in the years before electronics and sound systems. I don't know how he did it. How could he preach in a building to that many people and be heard? But he did. He had a a voice that God had given to him that was suitable for that. He was able to do it, but I tell you, it took a great toll on his body. You don't do that. And that, that, by the way, was a small crowd compared to what he had in other places. Sometimes he preached in in larger locations in London. The um, I'm trying to think of the name of a couple of places where he preached large, large, large arenas that would seat maybe 20,000 people. And they were filled with people who came to hear him preach. That is just amazing. And he preached to them, with again, without electronic amplification. But it took a frightful toll upon his body, and he had all kinds of health problems. It wasn't long until he had to, had to, take two or three months off every year and just get away and rest and recuperate his strength in order to be able to continue on. He had he had a number of problems. I won't go into all of them now. But in addition to physical problems, he had a great 
battle with depression. And these are the afflictions that he was called upon by God to bear for the cause of Christ. If you say, well, why would God bring something like that to a, to a f- fruitful servant like Charles Spurgeon? Just think how much more he could have done if he hadn't been hindered by that. Do you hear what you're saying? Do you think he could do more with, without God's power than he could with God's power? And the Bible tells us that God's power is made perfect or made, made more effective in our weakness. Paul tells us that. Most gladly, therefore, he said, will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I don't know that I can explain exactly how this works, but it's clear that the Bible teaches it, that the power of God becomes greater when we are weaker. It's not when we're stronger. It's not, think how much more he could have done if he hadn't had these afflictions, hadn't had these health problems, hadn't had these bodily weaknesses. Oh, how much more he could have done. No, no, no. How much less he would have done. God's power is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities. Do you understand that? Are you willing to accept that? Are you willing to accept the tribulations, the afflictions, the infirmities, the problems that God brings into your life to make you a more effective channel of his blessing to others? That's the price that must be paid in order to be a faithful and effective servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you willing to pay that price? I trust that you will be. I trust that I will be. May God help us to be willing to give it all for the Lord Jesus Christ. Until next week, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.